Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the Big Thinkers Academy, providing professional solutions for maximizing human potential. You can visit us at www.bigthinkersacademy.com, and we want you to check out our conference that's coming May 17th through the 19th in Baltimore, Maryland. Check us out. You want to be there. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love inspiring, encouraging the listener, and second, we have to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank Thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. And today is Monday, January 31st, 2012. The last, excuse me, January 30th. I am moving too fast. I tell you, this month has gone by already. I think we'll look up and it'll be July in a minute. But I tell you, it's January the 30th, 2012, and I hope you are as excited about your future as I am because, trust me, it's extremely bright. I'm so excited about all of our 2012. You know, we have been laying the foundation so for so many great things. And here at Wealthy Sisters, we're into our third year. Just, just a great, great year coming forward. So please believe that the future is extremely bright. No matter what it might look like to you right now, it is. Trust me. You know, we are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays. 12 noon Eastern, so please, we encourage you to go out and spread the good news. Tell them we provide great, rich content to help you in your business and everyday practical life right here every Monday, 12 noon Eastern, Wealthy Sisters. Well, you know, as always, we're always excited about the shows that we provide. We have another great one for you today. As a matter of fact, we're doing a special where our Wealthy Sister Spotlight features, where we have taken some powerful business women uh, in local communities all across the nation from the East Coast to down in Texas to way out in California. And these women for today that you'll be listening to our pre-recorded interviews, they have some I mean, some incredible stories that they're sharing and helping and how they're impacting the lives of men and women business owners on a daily basis. So when we come back from this short break, you're going to hear from our uh, none other than Arquella Hargrove, who happens to be a business HR consultant, uh, Michelle Gil-Newton, who happens to be an author, 
And we also have Shea Chasinga, who is a business life coach. And our fourth guest that we have on the show today, as I, my mind is drawing a blank here, we pull up my my screen. Um, we said Arquella, we have Shea, we have, oh my goodness. Let's see, the show is dropped here. Let's pull this back up. Having a little technical difficulty here. We'll get it back going. Okay, awesome, 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 awesome. Chris Meadows out of Indianapolis. That's right. So when we come back, we want you to make sure that you got your notepads and your pens ready. And also, while we're at it, on our commercial break, make sure you go and you text and you tweet and you Facebook everybody and tell them to tune in to our show today, 347-838-9278, 347-838-9278. And also, you can always follow us and keep up with our show at Wealthy Sisters on Twitter. That's S-I-S-T-A-S. Wealthy Sisters at Facebook, and also here on the Blog Talk Network. You can always follow us there and get a reminder an hour before the show. And we're also available on iTunes. So stay tuned after this short commercial break. Like I said, we have a powerful show for you today, and we thank you, as always, for tuning in. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Having more money won't solve your problems but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting vfstrategies.com. That's vfstrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Financial Strategies. We are live back on Wealthy Sisters. Welcome to our chat room. We've got it up and going here today. Always leave us a comment there. We want to thank you also for our lines. My goodness, they are packed out. We remind you, as always, to let them know. Hey, dial 347-838-9278 so that they can tune in to one of the most enriching business shows here on the Blog Talk Network. And we want to thank you our listening audience for helping make us uh, in the top there as well. So our special guests today are four dynamic, incredible women who are impacting lives of men and women in businesses every day. So we're going to start with our very first interview today, and that is going to be with none other than Miss Michelle Gill-Newton. Stay tuned. Well, hello, this is Deborah Hartnett, and we are so proud to feature on our Wealthy Sister Spotlight another dynamic business professional woman, Michelle Gill-Newton. She was introduced to the industry she fell in love in in 2004 and found her passion in this industry of direct sales. What began as a part-time business 2004 with Warm Spirit became a 
full-time career in 2007 when she was downsized. Oh, I know a lot of you all know that term from her corporate position. In 2009, Warm Spirit closed, and she joined another company, Sensaria Natural Body Care, and was one of the East Coast leaders for the Team New Vision. Unfortunately, in July, Sensaria closed its doors, and after being downsized from her full-time corporate job and facing the abrupt closure of two companies, the average person may have given up on direct sales industry, but Michelle has not given up. She's been able to stay motivated and passionate about this powerful industry, and she is here to share with you today her love, the encouragement, and support that she has to inspire others as well. And she has some great products that she's going to share with us today of how you can stay inspired in this industry. So, Michelle, welcome to Wealthy Sister Spotlight. How are you today? Deborah, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. Yes, yes. So tell us, just give us a little bit of information. If we haven't caught your accent already, I always tease and say everyone can <laughs> determine where I'm from. Go ahead and let our listeners know where you are actually from. I am born and raised in New York City. New everyone York. can tell. Yeah, what we're <laughs> Yes. <laughs> No, you like, don't. They, like Daisy, Daisy <laughs> yes. says, you can tell from my attitude, I'm from New York. <laughs> Actually, the stereotypes that are either out there about attitudes in New York, which we know a lot of time can be a stereotype, you do not reflect that at all. <laughs> well, I thank you. I thank you. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing to all of our New Yorkers, because I love New York. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thank you for that that introduction. Also, it, it it has been a journey, but I'm so excited to be able to share with you and your listeners um, just how, why I'm so passionate about direct sales, why I believe in um, the industry so very much. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful, yes. wonderful. Well, I know you have a lot of information to share, and we have a, a time frame that's kind of tight here, but just tell us why you actually got involved in the industry. Oh, great. Yes. Well, you know, I got involved really um, just by on purpose, on divine purpose, but I thought it was by accident. And um, I had attended a home party, and a lot like a lot of listeners, I'm sure, you know, you get invitations by a girlfriend to come and have a girls' night in. Um, I went there, and I just really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the time, the fellowship with the other women, and I felt like when I left, I had visited my grandmother's house. And in her home, the kitchen was the focal point all women used to come by her house, stop and bring some food, and they used to have a good time together just laughing and talking. And that's what reminded me of, of, of that experience when I walked out of that direct sales party. And I said, wow, this woman gets to do this every single week? I, I, I said, I can look at this, make some money too. And make money with it too. <laughs> yes, yes. And what I didn't realize is really the power 
of direct sales. I didn't realize until I was um, in the business probably about a year, and I went to my first national convention, and mm-hmm. I saw women from all over this country looking fabulous, living wonderful, and empowering each other. And that was the thing that really, really stood out for me. So I, here I was working the business. I had more income coming into my household. Um, I have a husband, and we had um, one small child at the time, and it was like a third person was working in our household because the checks would come in at the end of the month and we'd have Mm -hmm. a little extra to do a little extra things. And I said, wow, I mean, there's really a lot of sense (laughs) to what I'm doing. It wasn't just having a party. And I was being fulfilled because I had value in the business. People um, respected me in my corporate position, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Sometimes you hit that glass ceiling, and I had, I kept on bumping my head. I must have had a headache every day because I was bumping my head. Uh, not on your head. <laughs> yes, on that ceiling, that glass ceiling. And where where it would take me about five different approval signatures to make one change in a layout. I was a marketing manager, so it would take, you know, so many people signing off on different things to make one decision in my direct sales business. I could be as creative as I wanted. I mm-hmm. could implement as many things as I wanted. I was just really happy, and I was helping other people find that success too. And I said, okay, I'm looking at this and we're your CEO or, you know, your president of your company, when you're working for them, you're helping them maintain their lifestyle. But here with direct sales, we all can get a piece of the pie, and we all can have a really change our lifestyles together. And that was a thing that really made me just totally fall in love with this industry. So I, I didn't look back, and, and when we were downsized in 2007, people were crying and upset, and I was busy signing people up. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. You know, that's such a powerful story, and you are right. That industry of direct sales has literally changed lives of so many. Um, we're proud. Our company is publishing a book that will but we actually took an interview some of the top. I'm so excited. We have the highest paid woman in network marketing in this book as well. And um, so we've interviewed several key women in this industry, not only direct um, distributors, but some who have moved from the distributor side to the corporate side. And I tell you, the lifestyles that they live, the freedom that they have is it's in, it's incredible. So I definitely always encourage people to take a close look uh, at that industry. Now, tell us what has been some of the most, or I say the most rewarding benefit for you. You kind of alluded to some of it, but what sticks out in your mind as the most rewarding benefit of this this industry? I think that uh, for me the most rewarding part has been the time of freedom that it allows. Mm. Um, Even when I was working in corporate America and I was, you know, juggling the family life and also my business, it still gave me um, the freedom to be creative, the freedom to do, you know, really what I wanted to do, and I could run my business the way I wanted to run it. And when I was able to grow it to the point when I was 
was downsized, I didn't have to rush and find another job. And then it just ended up that I ended up just staying home. And and that just opened up so many doors because I didn't have the pressure to go into an office every day and I could work out of my office. And I was home for my, by that time I had my second child, I was home for my children um, I was able to actually raise my second child <laughs> instead of having a babysitter or a child care provider raise him. I actually had him with me and and that was something that I wish I could have done with my first with my daughter. I really missed that opportunity because I had to be in a nine to five and then I have um elderly parents and my uh in laws are getting up there in age, and so I'm there where they may need to get the doctor's appointments. I'm there when we need somebody just to make sure everything's all right in the household to help them. This is something that is truly priceless to me, Mm -hmm. that I'm actually able to tell you that I can spend quality time with my mother and just enjoy her and go out to lunch with her. I mean, I think that that, these things are are things that you can't put a dollar figure on, and this is what direct sales allows you, to have back your time. So to me, Deborah, that, that is one of the top things on my list, that time freedom. Yes, when we know we, you know, the time is the most valuable asset we have. We can get more money, we can have better health, but I tell you, we cannot get time back so that I can totally relate to that. What do you say to those who do not understand or know about direct sales, um, those comments that you might get? you doing one of those pyramid things or <laughs> you in that thing or that little thing. <laughs> What do you say to those who who just just out of a lack of knowledge have no idea about the industry? Well, what I do is I try to encourage people to take a look at um, direct sales, and it really has to do with whatever – Whatever thing you like, um, there may be someone that is a passionate cook. And I will say to them, you know, you can make some money doing something that you love. There are cooking companies out there, cooking product companies. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, well, I'm not a salesperson. I say, you don't have to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Your love and excitement for this hobby could actually get you some extra money. Everyone needs some extra money with what's going on now with our economy. And so you need to look into something that where you have a passion for that you can actually make some extra money with it. And I tell them just be open. Just go and see. I think the best thing that people can do is either go to the actual, if it's a party plan company, go to the actual show or party or if it's a network marketing um, company, go and try the product, go to a meeting, and just be open. Just be open because a lot of times you don't realize it, but you need that plan B. I was okay when I got downsized because I had a plan B. A lot of people do not have a plan B, so when they do get that notice that they're merging departments or getting eliminating your position, they're left with what am I going to do now? And to stop anyone from ever getting and experiencing that feeling, I want to tell people just go out and try it. Just go out and see it because really direct indirect sales and network marketing, everyone gets a piece of the pie. 
versus a corporation where there is only one top position. And the only way you're going to get to the top is if that person retires or moves off to another this you know another company. So tell me which one is really the pyramid? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I know your experience that you've uh, gained from everything has just really taught you a lot, and just from from your life and from your experience in the direct sales in the corporate world as well. Well, is that what has inspired you to write your book? that um, you have been released soon? Yes, yes, Deborah. I Tell mean, us the I, name of it and when yes, can we it's expect called it. Direct Sellers, Secrets uh-huh. to Staying Inspired, Your SSI. I and love SS- it. Thank you. <laughs> SSI stands for the Secret to Staying Inspired. So Not Social I, Security. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I break it down and I uh-huh. tell people that that supplemental of security income is actually mm-hmm. what you are generating for yourself with that right. sales business. That's right. So you That's don't right. need the government. <laughs> you can do it <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. Self-preservation. You know, I... I I am an a, a avid believer of we must take action ourselves and not wait around and talk about what someone is not doing when we live in this land of free enterprise, free opportunity. And today with the technology the way that it is, you can create a whole empire just from your laptop and uh, your phone while you're on the train. So <laughs> you are right. You are right. So, so they can be able to get this book. And the website for the book, to purchase the book, will be secretstostayinginspired.com. Um, All right. So and is that a T-O or is that the number two? Oh, so no. It's so secrets to, so T-O, mm-hmm. staying inspired, mm-hmm. and dot com. That will be dot the com. website. And they can always um, get more information at my personal website, which is michellegillnewton.com. And And spell the gill and how you spell Michelle. Spell it out. Well, hello, this is Deborah Hartnett. So excited to feature another Wealthy Sister Spotlight. We have none other than Miss Chris Meadows, who happens to have founded Harvest Girls International Organization. She founded just by having a passion for helping women. This passion grew out of her own pain and trials of being a woman, and Chris wants women to be empowered from the cradle to the grave because she believes iron sharpens iron and in this journey called life we must be the best that we can be and then pass it on because that is the blessing of life chris is a writer she's a facilitator and a motivational inspirational speaker and she has worked on a corporate level developing and implementing programs along with organizational structure and she will oversee operations of harvest harvest girls international Chris was also, in 2010, the recipient of the Torch Barrier Award given by the Indiana Commission for Women. This happens to be the highest award given to a woman by the state of Indiana. She's also been honored by Ebony Magazine, just to name a few. And I tell you, it's a pleasure to have her as our spotlight today. Welcome, Chris Meadows. How are you? 
I am wonderful, Deborah. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you are so welcome, so welcome. Well, let's get right into it as as you are our featured spotless, spotlight guest today. Tell us all about Harvest Girls International. Oh, yes, I would love to. Harvest Girls International uh, is a passion, actually started as a pain. Uh, growing up, I was never uh, actually received by women uh, or girls, young girls, and I always was a girl that was teased, you know, you're smart, you think you're cute, you you know, and I always couldn't fit in with women, and I never could understand why. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I felt like I would never have great relationships with women. I would never be able to um, prosper myself in, in having that real uh, awesome girlfriend relationship. But what I found out about myself is that what I was doing was I was giving so much of myself out, I didn't get a get a chance to let women give back to me. And so in that, uh, growing up, I never had a real strong relationship with women other than my mom. And so one of the pains that I had as a woman, not being able to reach out when I was going through my divorce, when I was going through having a child that was uh, handicapped, uh, when I was just going through an emotional breakdown in my life, I didn't have a venue uh, or a harvest of women, if you will, that I could reach out to, to pull from. And I knew that I had built that wall around myself. And I said in those moments when I was fed up with not having relationships with my sisters, I said to myself that I was going to create a venue where no other woman would have to suffer like I suffered. When I felt like I couldn't reach out, I had to close myself in. I didn't want to be ashamed of where I was in life and the way that I felt, I said I was going to create this venue that women would have a safe place to come. Women would have a safe venue to come and to be inspired, encouraged, and motivated. And Harvest Girls International does just that. We empower women to succeed. We empower women to transform. Uh, We teach them and equip them in how to become great and awesome and to overcome their fears and challenges. And one enemy uh, that I have come against is procrastination. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean shoulda, coulda, woulda. And wanting women to just get out there and do it, just do it. Like Nike says, just do it. And so in doing that, we provide the tools in the community in which we serve to grow women and push them up into what they want to be and what they can be, what they should be. Oh, wow, that's incredible. I love it. The fact that you are helping us know and in, in the word empower, I love the responsibility that that's in that word empower, that we actually have the control, not anyone on the outside, not coming from uh, any other source, but from within and uh, or relying on someone else, you know what I'm saying, Absolutely. Uh, to, to, to change that. So that is an awesome thing that you're doing because we know once you're able to affect one and you're able to empower a woman, she actually affects her household <laughs> because Absolutely. if mommy's not happy. <laughs> Nobody's happy. Yes, we know that. <laughs> 
Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy at all. So why is it important for you um, to do what you're doing today? I know you kind of alluded to it. You shared your upbringing. But why not just work on you and, and be done with it? Well, Deborah, I found out that I was not happy uh, in the job that I had. I had a corporate job uh, at Fortune 500 company, worked 27 and a half years, um, made some great strides in, in my life through, through that job. But there was no passion. I was dying on the inside. Mm-hmm. I knew there was something else in me that it had to be more to life than what I was doing. And I made up my mind when I turned 50, I made up my mind that I would rather live knowing my destiny than die not knowing. And I could have stayed in my corporate job, but this is what made me want to help other women. I said, if I feel this way, there has to be hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of women that feel that they're trapped, trapped in this life just being a mother, being a woman and doing something to pay the bills and not being fulfilled. I knew there had to be more. And so in my mind, I said, I'm going to celebrate my journey. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to trade my fear for passion. I'm going to trade my my pain uh, for my prosperity. I'm going to take all those negative things in my life, and I'm going to turn them into positive. It was important that I do that for me, but it was more important that not only do I do it uh, for me, but that I do it for the many other women. That is what I believed I was brought on this earth to do, to change the lives of women, create change. Change meaning um, creating hope and newfound great expectations Mm -hmm. in every life that I touch. And Mm -hmm. then I become totally fulfilled. And that's why it's important for me to help other women because the fulfillment that I feel now, the passion that I feel now, Every woman can feel that, and it's important in my life, in my destiny, for me to get women to that place. And so what you're saying, you are actually being charged by the results that you see the women you come in contact with, uh, that they have. So that's that's a motivation for you. You actually enjoy seeing those success stories with those women that you're helping. Absolutely. I, I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. It's on my mind constantly all the time. And this is the one thing that I said, and I heard this from one of the ministers uh, that said, if you wake up in the morning and there's something that you would do, whether you got paid, whether they called your name, whether you got an award, uh, if you would just do it, no matter what, because it's what fulfills you and you love to do, that probably is your destiny. And that's probably your passion and what you need to be doing. And that's what I I came to, and that's what charges me. When I see a life turned around, a woman that says, yes, I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to stop being pitiful. Yes, I'm going to get up from this depression. I'm going to do something about it. And it's not just just seeing them say yes, but seeing them act it out and do it and get the results that changes their lives. That's what inspires me. Wow. 
that that is incredible, and I know it feels good to go to sleep at night knowing that you are affecting someone and, and empowering someone and giving people the tools that they need to have the successful life that they deserve. Congratulations to you for that, and thank, thank you. Deborah. Thank you. Now, with you um, empowering women, I know that you do it in so many ways. Can you be a little bit more specific of how Harvest Girls International is actually empowering the community that it serves? Absolutely. Uh, We have such a variety of ways that we empower our community. Uh, We use workshops. We use seminars. We use community outreach. We collaborate uh, with other organizations such as, as Professional Black Woman, uh, such as any other, I mean, it doesn't have to be in Indianapolis because we're located uh, initially out of Indianapolis, Indiana, but we collaborate. We bring into the harvest, and keep in mind the word harvest. Harvest girls means bringing all the women into one place because there's a harvest of women out there. We empower each other by bringing out the best in each other and finding out what those um, those uh women are equipped with to do. And once they learn what they can do to change lives, then they go out and then they change lives. lives. Then each one reaches one within their reach and makes changes. And then there's a harvest of women out there that are starting to produce, starting to be new and changed and different and empowered. And so it trickles down, Deborah, to our babies. So we started Girls of the Harvest, ages 9 through 17, we empower young girls as well. We we started with the women, but we said we could not do this and not empower our um, our young girls. And so what we do, we have workshops and seminars and hands-on training. We teach skills not only to just the young girls but the women. We teach skills. We teach the young girls how to make jewelry. We, we teach them how to... Um, be a cake decorator we teach we have career day when we bring other professionals in so they can see what it looks like to be a professional uh, black woman so to speak if you will and so we not only do that with our young girls we do that with the women but what we want to com- what we want to communicate here is through the workshops, through the seminars, through the collaboration, through all the empowerment that we do, the hands-on training uh, and the um, uh, strategic plannings of how to get you from point A to point B, what we want to create is a harvest for the world that women can tap into one another and lift each other up and become all that they need to become. And we start want to start this, this at a very early age. So we start from nine years old and we go all the way up uh, to I think our oldest person has been like 79. Wow. Wow. That is a great, great span of women and generations that you're affecting there. Tell us, uh, how can we get in contact with you for those who are tuned in and want to learn more about Harvest Girls International? Absolutely. You can contact us via uh, email. Uh, Email is harvestgirls at yahoo.com. You can contact us um, by our website, www.harvestgirls.com. And you can call us, 317-891-HGI2. Say that again. Okay, you can contact us, 
891-HGI for Harvest Girls International, the number two. That's our phone number. And, again, our website is www.harvestgirls.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, about 60 seconds. Tell us what are your future goals and where you see yourself in Harvest Girls. Our future goals are just would be just to get chapters going out there. We have a chapter already in Atlanta. Uh, we're international. That's the name, Harvest Girls International. Right. We have That's a chapter right. in Atlanta. We're uh, having chapters uh, that, that may start up in Nashville, San Francisco, Chicago, uh, even Hawaii. Uh, we've been contacted daily by women that say, we want chapters, we want chapters. And we're going to get all those chapters going to where we can see 50 uh, states with chapters. We also want to go international. We're starting to collaborate with Africa, and uh, we're going to actually go there uh, eventually, and we're going to do workshops and seminars. Uh, we've already uh, designated a tribe that we're going to visit. We're going to start sending supplies and things of that nature over there. We have so many things that we do for the community, Deborah. I can't even imagine uh, how high this is going to go once this airs because the women want to help. We have an organization that not only do we empower women, but we give. We had a... Uh well, hello, this is Deborah Hartnett with another awesome spotlight on Wealthy Sisters. Our very special guest today is none other than Miss Arquella Hargrove. She is a phenomenal woman. I'm telling you, someone that you definitely want to get to meet. Arquella is someone that has so much experience. She has over 18 years of human resource experience and management, might I add, and currently she's offering strategic HR services to companies 5 million plus to make sure that they are running efficiently, effectively, and that they are in compliance. She's also an MDA and has several HR certifications. So I want to say hello to Arquella and welcome to the Wealthy Sisters Spotlight. How are you today? I'm good, Deborah. Thank you so much for the oh. uh, intro introduction and for the opportunity to be on the show. So thank you very much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we could not not have you um, with your powerful background. So why don't you just tell us a little bit where you grew up and um, how you actually came about human resource management. Oh, great. Well, I am from Missouri, the show me state. The show me. City, best place to barbecue. Okay. <laughs> Y'all debate. Okay. I don't want all the Tennessee folk debating over here now. <laughs> and the city's the best. Dallas. <laughs> I grew up in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Attended um, undergrad there and actually met my husband there in the early 90s. We were both mm-hmm. attending the same church and he was there for his undergrad and grad. And once he, and we got married and, and once we uh, he finished his graduate degree, he wanted to move back to uh, Houston, Texas. And moved here in 1995 and just continued on. Uh, in my career, which has started again back in Kansas City in the human resources management. And I started as 
an assistant and just kind of worked my way up in various level companies, from global companies to small nonprofits. Uh, I just have had a, a love for working with people and just kind of problem solving and just kind of dealing with those type of issues that come up from day to day when you're dealing with all the various personalities in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so it just really intrigued me when I was in college and going through those going through a course where it was focused on HR. And so there it hit me. It's like, oh, this is what I, I'm good at that. I can do that. And that's just <laughs> kind of how it, it's grown for over the, the past 18 years into senior management roles. Wow, that, that that's a wonderful journey. And I know you mentioned personalities. I bet you have seen it all. <laughs> yes, I tell people I can write a book because I've seen it all and I've heard it all. It's like, okay, really? You, you're doing that in the workplace? Really? You said that? Really? It's okay. It's just, for me, employees are... They they are kids just with long legs. Um, <laughs> kids so, with long legs. <laughs> yes. Nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, can can you tell us without you know breaking any confidentiality? Can you just give us an example of something one of the most outlandish things? Or we shouldn't judge, of course, but one of the most uh, things that probably caught you off guard. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I, several so of those. Many. But what one is. Um, an employee or a management level employee decided that he wanted to, you know, drop M and M's down his assistant's blouse and decided he wanted to go fish for those M and M's down her blouse and it's like, Really? <laughs> or the the manager who, you know, wanted to, you know, basically stock their own employee, um, which is not appropriate to employees who just have just get upset and want to throw things and want to, you know, basically challenge their their management staff um, to... Okay. So I tell you, uh, I bet you, like I said, you said you could write a book. So, you know, we we are a publishing company and we can definitely (laughs) help you with that book. (laughs) We put our shameless plug in there. (laughs) Tell us, what is your target market and the services that you offer? Well, really, again, uh, Deborah, as you had um, mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, that I have worked for global companies that have thousands of employees around the world and down to <clears throat> small nonprofits. And what I find is that those companies that are small to midsize with employees up to 200 um, will have someone in HR or they'll pull someone to do HR or mm-hmm. they're just like taking a risk like, oh, we'll just wait till something happens and not have anyone. Mm-hmm. And so really that's my target is those companies with up to 200 employees that, again, may or may not have an HR presence and they need that person to come in. But my thing is to go in and to really be proactive, making sure they have those strategies and those systems and processes in place. So when something comes up, they're prepared for it, and where they can bypass not, you know, being sued or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So again, making making sure that they're more proactive and they have those things in place, they have the policies in place, they they're being more compliant minded, um, because unfortunately we do live in a litigious society. Right, right. And the laws are continuing to change and making sure everyone is up to date on what the laws are, that they're aware. And I tell managers, you don't have to 
know the laws inside and out. That's my job to do that. But definitely you want to make sure that you know as much as possible and you're aware because employees, believe me, they know they know their rights and right. they're watching and hanging on to your every word and action. So we want to make sure that you're prepared to manage and, and lead others and that you are, again, doing that within that compliant realm. Right. I can imagine when you say how employees really know their rights today and, you know, technology has affected our lives in so many ways mm-hmm. and it has really the the bringing, one of the great things I've, I've noticed just for me and just for everyone else is just the, the wealth of information that could be right at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, and so saying that, I mean, I, I mean, I remember growing up how the union was the big thing that fought for employees' rights, and and now I bet that this technology has really, really made it easier for people to be even more self-sufficient in knowing that and not even having to have <laughs> that union presence there because people probably know more. But I'm sure, I mean, there, there I know there are a lot of more variables that play oh. into that. But just oh, absolutely. like yeah. you're saying, just knowing the rights, um, mm-hmm. all a person has to do is go to Google and see what type of case or or experience or uh, other situation is similar to theirs. Oh, yeah, and just type it in. And, and again, you have employees who, you know, they know this and they'll go back and want to say this to the manager. And the manager's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do anything because they, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, no, as long as we're, you're doing your job, as long as you're managing that person Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to and, you know, if they're not meeting performance, then, again, you're in a document and you're going to do your part. But, again, we don't want to management to be fearful to manage staff right. to the point where it's like, okay, let them do whatever. No, they're not going to do whatever. But, again, to make sure that we're managing them appropriately and that we're aware as well of what those laws are and, and, and how to administer them in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you hosted one of our PBW Maximizing You Tour events in Houston, which yes. was one of the most successful events on the tour. We had it packed out. People were standing, coming from wall to wall. It was just a powerful event. So you obviously are known in Houston for networking. I mean, everyone that I spoke with, I said, oh, yes, Arquella, Arquella, Hargrove, oh, yes. Tell us, why is networking important, and especially to someone with your background in HR? I think for me, I I just get up and it's like, okay, what's networking events happening today? I <laughs> truly enjoy just connecting with people. And for me, being in HR some years back, I was heads down, did not... Um, go out, and by mm-hmm. 5.30 when the assistant was coming around saying, okay, what's your dinner order? It's like, okay, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> and so I never really got out to do any meetings, any sessions, and so when I left Corporate America and went to nonprofit to be director of HR, it was like, okay, well, you are director of HR, but, you know, you need to go to chamber meetings, you need to go to uh-huh. Kiwanis meetings. like, really? Um, <laughs> I don't talk to people. I don't you know, I don't do that. And so for me it was and I and I often say this that I'm a reformed introvert because I love connecting. Say that again because I know there's someone that needs to hear that. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, I 
often say to people, I, I am a reformed introvert because uh-huh. I just I really look for opportunities to network and to socialize with other people. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm not an introvert anymore. I'm still an introvert, but again, I know what I have to do. And so when I started with that nonprofit and started getting out to the chamber meetings and going to accept donations or talking about the organization, it was like, oh, my gosh, I I can do this all the time. <laughs> and so over there, I just really disciplined myself to uh, start attending more uh, networking functions on a weekly basis. Um, and for a while there, it was morning, noon, night that I was attending different things to build my network and just find that relationships are key. And you have to get out there, and you have to build your network, and you have to nurture, you have to keep those relationships going. And I think for me, in different positions um, and different opportunities have all come through my relationships. People pick up the phone and say, you know what, I know you do HR, I have a client who needs you know, help in this area, are you available? Mm-hmm. And so it's not only who you know, but who knows what you do uh, right. is key. And so uh, for me, it's, you know, if you just start with one event a week or one event a month, but definitely get out to do it because it makes a world of difference. So it's not about what you just said. It's not about so much who you know, but who knows what you do. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. I love it. I yeah. love it because it's about the relationships and being able to connect and to support one another. So if you're in HR practice and mm-hmm. I'm an attorney, mm-hmm. I have a client that's going through some issues with HR concerns or compliance mm-hmm. issues, you would be the person to contact. Absolutely. And I've had yeah. I have relationships with attorneys and again, an opportunity that I met at this point was an a, a friend attorney calling and saying, Hey, I have a client who needs someone to come and head up their HR, you know, what are you doing at this time? And so that's how I was able to transition into that role. But mm-hmm. again, it was the two of us had worked on an HR project together and so she knew and we were friends, but she knew my um, HR background, knew how I worked on different projects, so it just kind of made sense, and, and that was the connection. Right. So for me, I tell people, just start with just going to one event, get there early, help out, but definitely, and then follow-up is key, um, following up via email or a handwritten note or a phone call, but follow-up is key, and keep following up and keep engaging the people in your network. Beautiful, beautiful. What I mean, that's a powerful tip that you just shared with the audience. In closing, um, I'd love for you just to share what advice you can leave with our audience related to HR practices. I think for me, Deborah, I, again, just truly have a passion for working with groups to making sure that they are uh, engaging their staff, that they are um, again, make, running their businesses effectively and efficiently, and that they are in compliance. And it's, you know, definitely a lot that's changing in our um, government. But definitely having that person there who can partner, be your business partner as it relates to uh, your human resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, that's your 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 greatest asset are your human resources. Right. And so definitely having that person who you're partnering with to come in to make sure that, again, everything is the way it needs to be uh, in order for you to 
make sure that you're focusing on the bottom line, that you are making a difference um, for the company. Wonderful, wonderful. How can we come uh, get in contact with you to learn more about the services that you offer with human resource management? Uh, One, I'll give a website, I'll give my email, and I'll give my phone number. So feel free. I look forward for people to call me or email, and I love to be a resource. Uh, and just connect with others and, and see how I can be of assistance. Uh, but my uh, the website is www.capital, uh, and it's uh, C-A-P-I-T-O-L, Management Group, all one word, .org. So it's www.capitalmanagementgroup.org, and capital is with an O. Uh, my email is Arquella Hargrove at gmail.com, and that's Arquella, A-R-Q-U-E-L-L-A-H-A-R-G-R-O-V-E at gmail.com, or feel free to call me at 713-501-9344. I would love the opportunity to... You have just tuned in. We are listening live to our four Wealthy Sister Spotlight features. Uh, you heard just from Arquella Hargrove, who happens to be an HR business consultant. Uh, we also heard from Chris Meadows, who is the founder of Harvest Girls International. And also uh, we heard from Michelle Gill-Newton, who's the author of SSI. You've got to get that book from her. Now we're going to wrap up our show today. As always, we want to thank you for tuning in. We're going to wrap it up with none other than life coach Ms. Shea Chasinga out of Sacramento, California. Stay tuned. Well, hello, this is Deborah Hartnett with another fabulous Wealthy Sister Spotlight feature. I'm so thrilled to introduce to everyone today the dynamic life coach, business professional, Michelle Chisinga. She is a phenomenal individual. I just love her so much, Uh, her spirit, her energy. She's also a speaker and an author, and we're just thrilled to have you on Wealthy Sisters Spotlight today. How are you, Shea? I am doing wonderful, and Deborah, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm really, really excited. Yes, and tell me if I get an A or A minus or B or D <laughs> for saying your name right. <laughs> you said it perfect. It is an A plus. <laughs> thank you. A plus. Thank you. I was practicing, and then I I had a moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Did I say her name right?" I love yes, it. It's beautiful. Sure what yes. does Shaya mean? Do you know? I have no idea. I actually researched several things to determine what it means, and, it's, and the name comes from different ethnicities, groups, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. I never really was able to find out what it means. Wow. Well, yeah. maybe someone listening to this interview can call you up afterwards because you yes. can give all your contact information and right. they can share with you perhaps what your name means. I know it has everything to do with who you are today, just such a yeah. a pleasant person and uh, just you. just a great individual to be around. So Thank you very you, much. You, yes, for sure. I mean, that's the truth. And you have experienced uh, a lot of uh, things in life. And yes. why don't you just share with us some of those experiences and how they shaped who you are today? 
You know, Deborah, I grew up as a PK kid, and I'm, you know, very proud to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's I a wanted preacher's kid for those a preacher's who's kid. Try, yes. who's trying to figure out what's that? They're Googling a PK it right kid, now. Huh? A preacher's kid. <laughs> and um, I'm from Michigan, and so mm-hmm. a small town of Ben Harbor, Michigan. And for me, though, um, I love the church scene, but I just always wanted to experience different things, experience more. And so at about 11 years ago, I decided, I was at that time, I was in my late 20s, actually, I wanted to leave my little small town mm-hmm. um, of Benton Harbor, Michigan, and I really got a lot of um, resistance if you will, and I'm saying it very politely, um, <laughs> of me wanting to leave. And so I did. I got on a Greyhound bus. I had borrowed $500 wow. to set out to a place I have never been. Sacramento, I've never been here. I didn't know anyone here. I had my cousin. And mm-hmm. other than that, that's all I knew And because I just wanted something new. Mm-hmm. So that experience of branching out, really didn't have exactly a plan to be truthful. All I knew is I wanted something better for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, that led me to, to what I, all the way to what I'm doing now, which I feel is my destiny and my calling. And um, that experience has been so – there's a lot of learning experience and just reaching out and leaving your family and not knowing anyone. And But it's, it's a lot of fun in it. There's a lot of fear in it. But the key to that part of that for me was – just stepping out, regardless right. of what it is, just believing that someday it's going to work for me. Right, right. Yeah. That is so key. You know, a lot of people yeah. get into a rut, and it's it's mm. amazing when you talk about moving or you even traveling. Right. Sometimes you just, I realize uh, living in the DMV, I, I met yeah. uh, the, uh, the D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia area. I met people right. who were in Baltimore who had never been to the nation's capital. Wow. 30 minutes away. Yeah. 30 minutes away and vice versa. I mean, you know, and I'm sure sure we can find um, yeah. in, our, in our metropolitan areas people who've mm-hmm. never really traveled outside of the city and right. or what have you. And and so it's so much to be learned, I believe, when you travel and you expand right. your borders that you realize yeah. that there's a whole other world and that people mm-hmm. are the same. We are yep. the same. But yes. there are different ways of doing things. So Absolutely. That, that is amazing. And I know this experience yeah. you got from that was tremendous. So you, you're you very intelligent. You, you're so energetic. You know, what or who has been the driving, motivating force in your life, having achieved a level of professional and personal success? And tell me why do you feel so passionate about helping people as well? You know what, I... Um, thank you so much for, you know, letting me know I'm energetic and intelligent. But <laughs> I was um, – the driving motivation force for me was I always knew there was more for me. I just – I don't know. I just had felt like there was this calling to inspire, empower women especially. Mm-hmm. And um, do different events in my life, I always wanted to go back and really share how you could overcome, you know, heartbreak and disappointments and really determine what your passion is. And the very first time I ever saw a person um, that I was really, because I've always been in church, remind you, so I always see things in church. Mm-hmm. But this particular person, her name is Valerie, and I can't remember Valerie's last name. I mean, Valerie Carter, that's her name. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a speaker one time at a, at a church, at a big conference. 
And um, she was the first African-American, I believe, back in the 80s or whatever, to own a Burger King. It was like 13, 14 of them. And it it completely turned my yeah, world upside down. She began about. to share with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's out of Detroit area. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, and I have never heard of her. I didn't know who, didn't even know she exists. But she was the first person I ever heard talk about entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. And um, until this day, I never spoke with her personally. And But it changed the course of everything for me. It just completely changed the course. She had said, go find out what your passion is, or she said, what is the problem that God is giving you to solve that you can have in your business? I'm thinking like, wow, that was the most amazing thing for me. And then from that, it began to help me get on, on that, um, begin a personal development in my mm-hmm. life. I didn't really know, understand what personal development meant, so I started getting books. I would go to workshops. I started doing different things. I joined a, a network marketing company. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was called Warm Spirit. And from mm-hmm. that, my passion began to develop of really loving and helping women. It really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so you you took those examples and you began, obviously, to build upon them yes. as well. Yeah. Now. Let's talk about business. Um, tell us about your company, Inspiring Everyday Women, and yes. how did you come up with the name, and when did you get started? I actually got started in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was January of 2009. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a um, a life coach, so I went through some certifications programs to do so and I was like okay I want to start my own business and I actually inspiring everyday women was not the first name um, before really getting clarity on who I served in the in that group of working with women mm-hmm. I had another name it was called empowerment cafe and it was cute but it really didn't speak to what I was trying to do and as I got you know coaches to help me grow and develop in person in my personal development I really got clear that I want to inspire Everyday women. We're everyday women. We are mothers, um, daughters. We're, we go to work, but we are extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I look at an everyday woman, they may appear like, well, this, this is my life and this is all that is to me, but there's so much more that we can have. And, uh, but at the end of the day, we still got to tuck the kids in their bed at night, take care of our husbands and families and friends and, you know, parents. And so that's how I came up with that name. We're everyday women. We do everyday things to take care of everyone. So that's how that name came for me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, you you have developed a wonderful approach to marketing yourself as well. I see you on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we were able to connect through yeah. our organization that um, I have online. And so how did you come up with the ideas for merchandising and r- creating yourself and your products and your brand? I started, um, like I said before, as I began to invest in my business and understand how to leverage it, um, mm-hmm. I began to take the things I've already have done, like audios and CDs and things like that, and be- began to turn it into products. I knew that one day I wanted to write a book, and I did that, but I knew that I could do more with the book. I could turn it into a retreat or a workshop, and so I began to recreate a learn how to leverage my brand where I can't be in one place. The product is available for women to 
use on their own time so they can still get the growth that they need, whether it's in their business or in their personal life. And um, so that's how I begin to do that and developing I'm not a social media guru whatsoever, but just began to do what I, you know, what others have shown me and what works and show a presence. And it's, it's really has been working for me. And um, it does take time to get to that place when people begin to recognize you. But the key to this is consistency. And so um, that's how I got into what I'm doing now. Wow, wow. Well, you know, just to kind of make you feel better, I don't think there is a social media guru out here yet. It's been, you know, because things change every day with social media, especially with some of the platforms. Right. So we all are learning together. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I think one of the great things about social media is um, that, to me, it has been able to bring us all together and to rely and really. Really, right. uh, trust and help uh, one another create that more sense of community. What, what right. do you think? Do you feel that way about social media as well? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, people that you would never be able to speak to or know, or mm-hmm. um, when you're able to get clients in different parts of the country, Arkansas or Alabama, wherever you may mm-hmm. be, and it's through social media. I think it's an awesome tool. Well, before this became a you know part of um, your business. It was hard to reach someone out in a different city, right? And, uh, so yeah, right. I, I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. I know because we are literally on opposite yeah. coasts. Yes, we are. <laughs> and we, what are the odds of us going to the grocery store, bumping to exactly. each other, or going to a local networking event, and and bumping into each other? You know, I exactly. had the opportunity of coming there in Sacramento this past summer for you hosted a phenomenal event, one of the yes. the highest uh, attended events we had for our tour. Right. And I tell you, um, I just, I, and then led to something else. So it, I just right. would have never had that pleasure of being there and had a great right. time there in yeah, Sacramento as well. Thank so, you so much. yeah, it's, it's, uh, social media definitely is important. And I love how you have, you know, taken what you already have. I yeah. love that. Um, a lot of times when people start in business and we think we have to come up with something new or what have right. you. Um, that is not so. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. There's a way Absolutely. that you do it now. You don't yeah. want to just do copy infringement, right? <laughs> which Absolutely. there's yeah. a lot of that happening yeah, <laughs> today. Yeah. People will see someone with something, and then all of a sudden they think that they can produce the same thing. But you can't. Uh, you can't cheat that process. And I like the Absolutely. fact that you mentioned that as well. That there's a process to everything. Right. Everything process. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your vision, Shea, for your company, and how are you giving back to your community and people besides all the wonderful things that you're doing um, as well? For those that I'm sure so many of them see you as a role model as well. Um, right now, you know, what I'm doing with um, um, right now, my vision for my company is that I want I really have a passion to teach women in their business and in their life as well to really understand that you can make a great income doing what you love to do and teaching them the uh, process of, uh, you know, really getting clear on your client, um, how to, you know, create that system that you need 
Um, a lot of us start a business, and, and I, I'm, I, I'm totally number one in this category. <laughs> and you just we just launch and then have no plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, um, but really getting clear on your plan, getting clear on your system and your clients that who you or customers who you call to serve. That is my goal, is so you can see revenue, you can see increase in your business, and not you know not earning um, income, and then you end up you know, either going back to work or not even flourishing because there's some things that need to be in place. And just teaching women that you have to invest um, in your business. And sometimes wow. it does take, you know, we have to – investment sometimes I think people think, well, let me but or let me, um, you know, plan this out. Sometimes investment is just faith because you don't have yes. a end result. You have to believe yes. that this is the product or service that's going to help me grow and get to the next level. Yes, say and that. So it's a risk. Yeah, so some things are. It's a risk. So. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Wow, that's um, that is so true. And I know you have invested in your business uh, as well. Yeah. You you have a coach. I know a business coach yourself. You are yes, a business coach, but yes. you have a business coach. I know, and um, th- that is so important that you it brought is. that up. That people need to really recognize, especially as women, that we mm-hmm. must invest in our personal and professional development, and we must invest in our businesses. Right, mm-hmm. right. With the faith a lot of times, because you don't know. Right. You don't know. But don't for know. sure, if you don't do anything, mm-hmm. you know the answer of that, because nothing right. from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Most of the times we have this, um, and we like and on the if there's this glass, you know, window or door, and we got our face pressed against it trying to figure it out. Right. I'm like, you need to open the door, you know, by investing. And I, it's right. one part of the question I forget um, that mentioned is the one, how they can get in contact with you. Give them all your information. Um, you can contact me through my website at www.shayachasinga.com, and that's spelled S-H-E-Y-A. C H I S E N G A dot com. Um, also, if you like to email me, you can email me at coachshaya at gmail dot com, and that's coachshaya at gmail dot com. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful. Well, thank. You. has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by the professional black woman 
turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister. And visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com. 